I'm, I'm trying to start it without saying so, um, but it's really oh, hard because I'm, I'm not good at, at speaking. I think I start everything with so. Like, I think... <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm not sure I've ever started uh, what is without saying the word so. I also do it um, in emails and instant messages. Oh my God, I'm old. And Slack conversations. Anyway. It's really hard. Um, yeah. Uh, well, it no, see, doesn't well, count. Well, it's, <laughs> it counts. <laughs> it counts. It counts. Um. A couple of weeks ago, <laughs> um, Elon Musk started selling flamethrowers. Yeah. For reasons confusing. And. It wasn't enough to get angry about then, so I just made a new note to, <laughs> you know, um, talk about it later, and I named the document Inevitable Next Tesla Motor <laughs> slash Elon Topic, and yeah. the universe delivered. Well, I mean, it pretty, and, and how? I mean, <laughs> first of all, so, okay, this flamethrowers thing is totally asinine, apparently, I'm not not tempted to buy one, but I also don't like have five hundred dollars to spend on a flamethrower. Um, I, it's it's so people really want Elon Musk to be like our savior, our Jesus figure, and he's doing stupid shit like making fucking flamethrowers and shooting his car. His hundred thousand dollar—that was what it cost retail. Tesla Roadster into space because he can, and and like what the dude, dude priorities. Yeah. So oh, there's so many to go through here. Um, <laughs> we'll start with the flamethrowers. So, um, or I guess it's all kind of related anyway. Uh, there's sort of this vacuum in the world right now for Steve Jobs that people are trying to plug Musk into as, nope. you know, like the actual charismatic billionaire who can, you know, hold everyone's attention. And, you know, just like the religious center of uh, my brain lights up <laughs> when I watch like the iPad intro keynote. Yeah. Um, you know, the... Uh, <clears throat> Musk enthusiasts, which <laughs> sounds delightful. I'm glad I said that. The Muscovites. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, get that same sort of feeling from all of his, uh, you know, public nonsense. And apparently throwing a car into space is just that, you know, attention seeking. Um, and it's all he's good at because, like, even though he's a billionaire for reasons unrelated to success... He's actually like a pretty bad businessman, whereas Jobs turned a failing company into the most profitable company on the planet. Yeah. Like they were both assholes. I want to say and Elon's an asshole. Now granted they were both assholes, but I feel like Elon is worse for reasons that I'm going to have to think about. <laughs> uh I can't justify them now, but I'll come up with something. Well, there is one in here we'll get to. Ah, that's true. Um but so the flamethrower thing was like Apparently, poor billionaire Elon <laughs> needed to, like, kickstart something related to the boring company and sold hats. And if he sold enough hats, then he would start selling flamethrowers as, like, a stretch goal. 
And it's like, I get that you're good at publicity, but like you're failing to deliver the Model 3 for numerous reasons, um, including, by the way, there was another uh, worker lawsuit, you know, for unfair treatment. And like, he's just not good at capitalism. You know, he's good yeah. at these publicity stunts. You know, his most successful companies were mostly successful after he sold them. <laughs> it's like every now and then he has a good idea, but he just doesn't have the wherewithal to do the day-to-day -day stuff. Right. Like, <laughs> you know, like his, his stupid car company, for example. You know, like, yes, there is a demand for performative electric cars. Um, but instead of, you know, cranking them out, he's just sucking up the lithium supply from BMW and Toyota and Ford and everyone else that's attempting to even, you know, limp some hybrids out onto the line. Mm. It, have any Model 3s actually delivered? I, I've never seen one. I've only seen them in a PR context, which leads me to believe no. Like, I live in the D.C. area. I see a lot of Teslas of yeah. every variety. I've never seen a Model 3. Are there more than two varieties? Um, well, I mean, there are a few different Model S's. Oh. Um, and then isn't didn't, did, did the Model X, I think it was, the SUV one ever ship? Yeah, that's not that big in person. No, but it's, it's you know, different looking. Not even sufficiently different. You know, I've never actually seen a Tesla Roadster in person. I've only seen the one that that asshole <laughs> fired off into the sun or wherever it's eventually supposed to land. I don't know if it's supposed to. Oh, it's is he shooting for Mars? Maybe. Okay. I don't know. I mean, the, the uh, alleged scientific point of the rocket is, you know, um, uh, uh, feasibility estimates for Mars exploration. And so this, this is where I have a trouble with everyone saying, you know, why it's so great that the private sector is stepping up here to investigate these things is because, first of all, everyone's comparing it to the Saturn V, which is the largest rocket ever built, um, and it's smaller than that, so it's not like it achieved anything over that in terms of, like, size or payload or anything like that. All it did was mm -hmm. carry the stupid car. Um, and, you know, it has these reusable boosters, which, I mean is great in theory, except, you know, <laughs> apparently they have a, on this launch, they had a 66% success rate because one of them uh, failed to land. Um, also, who cares? Like, recycling those things isn't a huge environmental impact. I No, because the, the uh, uh, so rocket fuel, as opposed to jet fuel, is not a fossil fuel. It's all uh, liquid gases. So there's, you know, it just all evaporates into water or you know, whatever else. And then it's just a big hunk of aluminum. You just go scoop up and melt and reshape. Yeah. And like, call me back when you can launch a satellite or something. Like, couldn't you have found anything useful to do to test this? Some, like... Apparently not, because they only predicted a 50-50 chance of success. It doesn't have to be, and like, you know, something like, critical, but, like, something that if it worked, it would be kind of nice and not stupid. <laughs> and if it didn't, no big deal. Like, well, I mean, the reason that, you know, telecommunications companies send their satellites up with NASA is because their success rate is, like, in the 90s, not in the 50s. Hmm. <sighs> <laughs> 
know. I just, I kind of feel like this sort of thing should be in the interest of the public good, not like whatever it's going to end up being used for in private hands. Now, it might end up being all government contracts, but. But even that's horrifying because, you know, um, first of all, um, things like rocketry were explored by governments in secret for <laughs> the very good reason of secrecy because you wanted to have the first ICBM, you know, or mm. ability to nuke your opponents from orbit. Um, mm. Not the most noble goal, but um, this is, you know, the kind of powers that <laughs> belonged to, you know, quote, the good guys for a reason. And a private actor um, has no allegiance to the good guys whether we are them or not as the U.S., you know? <laughs> yeah, which is, you know, debatable. <laughs> Depends. It's a matter of perspective. Yeah, and arguably, you know, there were no good guys in the Cold War because all nuclear war is bad. And right. the, the head of, you know, NASA was, you know, a Nazi, a lot of Nazis. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, uh, American history is bad, yo. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not like the present is great either. Yeah, but like even like the good old days, it was bad. There were no well, good days. There really weren't. Even if you were a white man, which not everybody was. <laughs> but anyway, back to our favorite, uh, the boogeyman of ruffled feathers. <laughs> Remember a while back, there was like these solar roof tiles. Everybody can have them. And then, you know, we'll all have solar roofs. And there was a highly dubious test of their durability compared to <laughs> compared to a regular roof tile because they were mounted different ways. But moving past that yeah. ridiculous PR nonsense, like that would be cool. Energy, uh, at least um, something... Ugh. Something pushing us toward, I don't want to say energy independence, because that's a stupid Republican talking point, but using, burning fewer hydrocarbons, <laughs> right, <laughs> and getting our energy some other way would be cool. And like part of what he's doing with his batteries is making giant batteries for houses, I guess. But like, I don't think that's a big part of what Tesla does. Well, yeah, and a Powerwall battery has one-tenth of a Model S in it. <laughs> oh, nice. Which, which is, you know, a, a nice reminder of um, just how much of an untenable idea going full electric on our, um, you know, road system might be. Uh, because, you know, we can ramp up to everyone maybe driving 10 miles a day, and that's fine in aggregate, but, you know... <laughs> 10 times your house on you know a weekly basis or whatever like the grid just doesn't have that right now everyone needs to have their own solar capacity to support an electric car universe and it and uh the power companies have made it um impossible for everyone to have their own solar capacity because they're allowed to set limits right like my parents were the last people in their neighborhood who were able to get solar panels on their house because the power company set a limit to how many people could get it. So that's awesome. Not Elon's fault, but he's also not helping. Right. And there are so many states where you're not allowed to decouple from the grid. Right. So the Like in Florida, <laughs> yeah. people who had solar panels also didn't have power because they weren't allowed to turn you know disconnect and just use their own stuff which is weird yeah but you know instead of using his uh 
billions of dubious cash, you know, mostly swindled from people on the Model 3 waiting list um, mm-hmm. to, you know, like lobby for any of this, you know, shit. He doesn't care because his uh, target market is, you know, like being green but cool about it which you know like gets to the whole roof tiles you know per square foot they are like you know an order of magnitude more expensive than a big old ugly panel but the point of them is you know they look like roof tiles and you know the worst part is like i didn't like any of them like i guess the terracotta ones look good but i don't want a terracotta roof but like the other i don't know how snow friendly it is yeah you know that that's (laughs) fine for socal but yeah. Um, like the other ones are like resembling asphalt, and it's like, no, those are ugly. I like aluminum roofs, you know. <laughs> like, I like slate. There are quite a few slate roofs in Schenectady, because the older houses. And yeah. Whatever. But anyway, it, it it's it really is greenwashing cool. Yeah. And we all know how we feel about greenwashing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then. So never mind everything. Well, no, there is one more thing that we kind of talked about a little bit uh, earlier. The one, one, one of the other things that uh, Musk is, and his companies are not doing is having a safe working environment that's free of disgusting discrimination and racism and sexism and retaliation. And you basically name a bad thing that happens in a workplace and, and you can find it at a Tesla factory. Yeah, so the uh, the article we'll be linking this time <laughs> ah. um, is for, uh, you know, an employee that worked in one of the factories and, you know, has become disabled as a result of it and, you know, is just trying to get their compensation. You know, it seems pretty cut and dry, but it's not. Well, I mean, if you just really don't care about people... You'll do anything in your power not to compensate them for injuries sustained in the course <laughs> of working at your shitty plant. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you, you want to go back to, you know, uh, so so there is this thing going around Twitter last week and earlier this week, uh, you know, just, you know, a prompt uh uh, what job would you be qualified to do in 1919? <laughs> and of course, it brought out all, you know, the people who would have been horribly disenfranchised during that era saying snarky things like, well, do you mean qualified or allowed? Yeah. <laughs> Although, honestly, I'd probably just die of cholera right away. No, you could probably do some horse whispering or something. Well, I guess this is 1918, so there wasn't so much cholera. Um, I'm not, I, you know, I haven't had that many horsey lessons, so probably compared to the people at the time who were around horses, like, I'm not super qualified for that. I would just, I don't know, I'd have to be a teacher, I guess. (laughs) See, I would be qualified for, you know, an engineering position, but due to the Irish in my background, I would be manual labor on a railroad (laughs) instead of, you know, either type of engineering. You know, so uh, my point was, you know, his factory conditions, you know, are very Gilded Age. Yeah. It, he really is a part of this this particular age, which is very guilty. <laughs> uh, and there's a one more thing. Uh, uh, multiple generations who grew up on superhero movies and James Bond 
No one can recognize a supervillain when he launches a $200,000 car into space for no reason. Yeah. He really does, I mean, and the more you hear about him, the more he really does seem like a Bond villain and not like Bond. First of all, Bond worked for the government. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, you know, and, you know, he also, like, at this point, re like, with the flamethrowers, like, really resembles Hank Scorpio from the Simpsons right. episode. You only move twice, which was, uh, you know, parody of multiple Bond movies. Um, but one thing Musk has in common with Bond villains that Hank Scorpio didn't was that he's terrible to his wives. Yeah. They're like, wow. I mean, reading and she had five kids with the guy and apparently he has one more somewhere. I don't know. Somebody said he had six, but I, I think he only had five with her. Yeah. So an article that was written in 2010, but got passed around this week was, you know, uh, penned by his first wife, but just about, you know, how horrible he was. And literally a conversation at their wedding was, you know, I'm your wife. I told him repeatedly, not your employee. To which he responded, if you were my employee, I would fire you. At that point, the only thing to say really is, okay, I quit. And, <laughs> yeah. then, and then you leave. You because, just dance right out of the reception hall. <laughs> I mean, that was pro it was probably like an escalation of similar behaviors such that that didn't seem like so far out beyond the pale. But like, I would, I, I, that is shit up for which. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> up, up with which I would not put. Um, it's like. He was just terrible to her. I, and and apparently he like makes his girlfriends and wives like dye their hair blonder and blonder, <laughs> in some kind of weird. I don't know. And there's the whole financial business. Like he mentioned that he wanted her to sign a thing and apparently just you know saying hey I, i'm gonna need you to sign that thing meant that something like in between when then and when she actually signed it that that there were special conditions applied to anything that happened in that time period which is weird and it's i, I don't know it just seems kind of terrible like and i guess he gives her a fairly generous allowance but then it's i mean she's doing the primary raising yeah. of all those damn kids. In fact, one of the reasons I'm thinking about all his damn kids since today, um, Andrew Frey of uh, Spry Fox, the video game studio, <laughs> was tweeting, uh, so apparently some news thing put out an article about how we're all going to die because there's too many people. And Elon Musk was like, yeah, there's too many people. And it's like, excuse me, <laughs> how many kids do you have? Yeah. So um, when we started redoing the show regularly, we talked broadly about a lot of, you know, collapse related topics, one of which is overpopulation. Um, you know, so he's right. But Christ, what an asshole. Like, he doesn't mm -hmm. know why he's right, you know. And having six kids is certainly not doing anything to keep the population from hitting what might be a tipping point at 10 or 12 billion. Right? Like, what's that quiverful bullshit? Yeah, like, maybe you should have kept it to one, not one per wife on average. And 
even, and there was a whole bunch with just the first wife. That's like, it's too many damn kids. And I'm, and you know, you, you have to wonder, he's from South Africa and his kids are white. You you know, not, obviously not everybody from South Africa was like totally down with the whole apartheid thing, but Hmm. many were. He's not very self-aware. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. I just wonder what is uh, what's going to end up happening with this guy. <laughs> like, hopefully, nothing major. Like, Steve Jobs was Steve Jobs, but you know, if there had never been one, that would be fine, and he didn't do anything terrible. I, I, ho- hopefully, Elon doesn't actually have the power to do anything terrible. I don't know. Giving them rockets is kind of, you know. (laughs) It is dubious. Yeah. Now, I mean, there is one mild silver lining, which is, you know, just like he's attempting to make solar panels and electric cars cool, you know, and it's working to an extent that it's, you know, only attracting white douchebags. But, you know, (laughs) you know, it's better than nothing. Um any research done towards Mars colonization is, in fact, research towards sustainable living on Earth. So if right. you can put it in that sexy wrapper of Mars colony, you know, and get some funding into it from the private sector, because <laughs> let's face it, we're not getting anything from the government during this administration. Uh, um, you know, whatever you do there is still valid research that's usable on Earth. Right. <laughs> it'd, be pre- it'd be pretty funny and uh, possibly inevitable at this point if we ended up having to colonize Earth. Right. Because... <laughs> <laughs> we damage it that bad. Uh. Yeah. Which which we honestly seem on track. Uh, there yep. are a lot of places <laughs> that are rapidly becoming uninhabitable and that sucks. Yep. And... And... <laughs> Go ahead. And you know who's not doing anything about that? You would think somebody who is going to be a hero would care about people, but Musk really doesn't. Yeah, and you'd think maybe someone who hailed from South Africa would be doing something about the fact that some of their cities are starting to run out of water now. Right? How crazy is that? There's a whole, like, the freaking, (laughs) like the largest city in South Africa. I think it's the largest. um, It's either the first or second. Right. Anyway, one of the largest cities in South Africa is just did did it happen already? Did they do they have water still? Like a little bit? Are they are they just brutally rationing or Um, I think it's brutally rationing, but they do predict literal taps running dry. That's really super bad. Yeah. And like <laughs> <laughs> my pipes froze for one day and it was terrible because I kept like reaching for the sink and then being like, Oh, oh yeah. And before we had, like, running water, we had a lot more cholera. (laughs) Yeah. Now, to be fair, we didn't know a lot about sanitation, or at least ignored what we thought we knew about it during some of that. But still, if I can't poop in sanitary conditions, I can't live. 